This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Welcome to the Chase Thomas Podcast. I am the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and I am joined by longtime friend of the pod, Nick Bacone of Philly Influencer and the Straight Shooters Podcast that's also featuring Vaughn Johnson, another longtime friend of the pod who got to experience a great uh, football slash wrestling situation when he he got to wear the ring at an ECW arena. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm jealous of them. They had their He's living his best life. Yeah, seriously. The Eagles had their uh, Super Bowl ring ceremony uh, last week. And instead of having it, you know, at the NovaCare complex where, you know, their offices are, they're mm-hmm. pra- they practice, uh, they decided to dap up the ECW arena, uh, now known as the 2300 arena. And they actually have, you know, they made it really nice. Like, it's nice in there now. You have, like, concerts and, like, some indie pro wrestling coming to town. Uh, it looks really nice inside, so uh, he uh, tweeted out a picture of him next to an ECW a logo that was painted uh, on the wall with his Super Bowl ring. So it was like the best of both worlds for him. Did you watch ECW as a kid? I did. Okay. I did because I I lived uh, you know in South Jersey, and we still got some Philly suburb channels, uh-huh. and that's where they did. That's where they syndicated it. It was like huh. WGTW channel like forty eight or something. Modern day Ring of Honor situation where it's like yeah. no one knows if they have the channel to watch Ring of Honor, and also yeah. Pop TV with Impact Wrestling is that yeah. still on yeah. Pop? I don't even know anymore. Uh, it is okay. yes because I actually DVR it, and no, you I actually enjoy Wait, it. I what? do. Oh no. <laughs> So I've been DVRing it uh-huh. for years, but I've right. always just deleted, deleted it afterwards. It. Okay. Um, but now, like, I'm trying to get watching because uh, I kind of like what they're doing a little bit. So there's they still got a long way to go. Well, it, it was cool that I saw that like Pentagon Junior was their champion for a little bit. They yeah. had my guy Austin Aries, who I will always write mm-hmm. for. Um, but then they also have this like packed with Ring of Honor now, right? Because I think Austin Aries is going to be competing at the next <laughs> Ring of Honor pay per view, right? Yeah, and he was, uh, you know, the Ring of Honor weekly show airs, you know, here on Saturday nights, and he's been on there a couple times. I've watched uh, that a couple times, they, and I've got some bad news. That is a terrible <laughs> show. I don't disagree with you there. It, lo- love the talent there, but Do my you? God. Maybe, like, like, in in Ring of Honor, I love I the mean, talent, but the TV show, just, just nothing nothing happens. It's It's literally more of a waste than... Raw and SmackDown. It's like a poorly shot NXT show. <laughs> where like they don't have the yeah, budget yeah, that I NXT could, I has at wholesale. So it yeah. just looks worse and it looks like something out of nineteen ninety five. But yeah. it uh they have the dogs who are just terrible. Um I think that's their name, right? With is it right yeah, Titus? Probably, yeah. I think it's right Titus and somebody else, but yeah. they're very bad. Um yeah, I'm just I, you know, I like the, the beer unbooks. beer city bruiser, huh? No. So <laughs> <laughs> Do you think SoCal Uncensored's good? Because I don't at all. Uh, it's been a while. I okay. I, I don't I haven't really seen them. Uh, I mean, I don't watch it every single week. Like sometimes I just have to you don't uh, fast forward through it a little bit. Yeah. So like nothing. I think the last time I watched the full show was when Cody was champion. They had a uh, like a title match on there. So well, he'll be uh, champion again soon. I think because I don't anticipate him going into All In without the Ring of Honor title. That would be really yeah. weird. Then it will make sense for him to win it back sooner or later. Castle, also, I'm not sure he's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, I remember seeing him for the first time in the aforementioned uh, 2300 Arena uh, years ago when Ring of Honor came, did, did a slew of TV tapings, and actually Vaughn and I went. And uh, that was the first time I saw him live, and I was kind of like, eh. That was my reaction. Yeah, eh. and it I still saw kind of is. Eh. Uh, so I was at 
the last AJ Styles Ring of Honor appearance uh, ever. It was right before the Royal Rumble mm. two years ago now. Wow, time flies. Okay, yeah. um, so there's actually video of me by the, the entrance ramp um, during that show. <laughs> and when uh, AJ and the Good Brothers and I want to say there was someone else in there. But they said goodbye and did this hug it out thing at the end of the show and all that kind of stuff. But um, oh, nice. on that show, Dalton Castle came out and it's it's all an entrance thing. And I don't want to say he's like a No Way Jose Adam Rose guy, but I, once you watch him wrestle, you're like, oh, this is not I, I don't get this. But the entrance and the look makes sense. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I'm just I'm still uncertain about how I really feel about him as a star i don't think he has made a like if he went to because there was that report like six months ago that he was on his way to wwe and he didn't end up going through and he re-signed with ring of honor and everything but i don't see him translating well on the main roster i could see him getting over on nxt and having a good run there but he's just another guy that i think just doesn't fit and would be a jobber on the main roster and would just not work out but that's just me yeah no i I agree with you. I don't think they, I feel like I felt the same with Elias when they called him up, but he actually had, he has an actual gimmick that where, where it might not work on like an NXT or even in ring of honor, man, he's gotten so over with that. And he's got so good. That's kind of why they just called him up, even though he really had no momentum and wasn't really doing anything on NXT was just like, that was a, gimmick that just translated well to the main yeah. roster rather than yeah. the NXT roster, which is rare. Like most of the NXT characters mm-hmm. are built primarily for NXT. Um but yeah, I, I don't I think he's yeah, the yeah. that's worked out, but I am it's the polar opposite with Bobby Roode. <laughs> oh my God. Bobby Roode, man. Yeah. I don't yep. even know where to start. Killing man. me. Killing me. How is he still a <sighs> babyface? I don't know, man. I really don't know. Who was I but... talking to the other day that said that like he turned heel three weeks ago? And I was like, I don't think that happened. What do you mean he turned heel? I, I forgot who was on the show. It may have been Va- it, was it Vaughn? I don't even know. But uh, man, if he we haven't talked about him on our podcast in forever, so if he did turn heel, uh, clearly no one cares. <laughs> it's just it and I've back... been watching SmackDown. I don't really remember that, but you know. He's on Raw. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed something. He's not even on oh, SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's why wow. you're missing him on SmackDown, because wow. he's not there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to feel... Okay, so one of the things that I have been writing about and talking about a lot in 2018 is the Braun Strowman situation. And I call it a situation because it is. Because there is nothing more interesting, I guess, from the main title scene in the WWE for the next like six months other than what's going to happen with Ron Strowman. And I'm starting to get a little nervous about my prediction with him because my whole thing has been, and Nick, you're very well aware of this is that I don't think there is any way he can get the universal title in the not too distant future. Now he is Mr. Money in the bank and it's clear. He's not going to walk around with that thing for six to eight months He's going to cash in sooner rather than later. But we know that report just came out two weeks ago that the plan is still to do Reigns versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. Reigns is kind of floating right now. He just won his match against Gender at Money in the Bank on Sunday. Like, Reigns is in the background. Lesnar's never there. And we know Lesnar's not long for this company either. So does that mean they're going to go towards, like, something where they... Basically what they do with Nia Jax and uh, Ronda Rousey, where... Uh, Braun just interjects mid-match and that's how they write Lesnar off and, few, and then they set up a few between Reigns and Strowman over the belt for the fall. I guess I could see that, but at the same time it would be a really bad look if your end goal, which has always been the case with Vince McMahon, is to make Roman Reigns the universal champion and give him a long run and establish himself finally as the guy on Raw. So I think the payoff to Lesnar finally dropping the belt only to go to Strowman, I would much rather do that because I'm a bigger fan of Braun Strowman than I am Roman Reigns. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't see it. So it's this weird dichotomy between the two where it's like, I want Strowman to win the belt, and I think that would be cool. He's still over. It, it works. It's fun. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, we already saw Roman Reigns versus <laughs> Braun Strowman for like six months last year, and he lost that feud. And we've seen Strowman versus Lesnar. 
it was a really bad fall match. It was not good. It was like 12 minutes long. It was a slog. It doesn't work. And guess what? What did Braun Strowman do for the last month? He beat Finn Balor clean. He beat Kevin Owens clean. He beat like all these guys who are the top guys on Raw. Who's he feuding with? His only options, if he does win the belt, is Roman Reigns because Lesnar will be gone by that point. And we just saw that. And he's, we already know about the are you finished yet? Like, is the only difference this time just going to be Roman doesn't actually kill Braun Strowman and <laughs> he just has the hands uh, catchphrase instead of the I'm not finished with you yet catchphrase? Is that the difference? Like, there's just so many different variables where I'm not convinced that Braun Strowman is winning this belt, but at the same time, like, I can't imagine a situation where he gets Baron Corbin or Damian Sandow with the belt. I mean, with the briefcase. So, I'm I'm torn, man. I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm not certain any of it pinpoints something um, definite. And I, I guess that's good, but at the same time, I'm I'm not moving away from my Braun Strowman can't win the title because Roman Reigns is still the guy. Yeah, and I've heard that report too about Reigns and Lesnar at SummerSlam, and uh, you know I can't fathom them doing that, thinking it's a good idea, but. I know how stubborn Vince has been in the Wait, past. You can't fathom them and doing that. I can't fathom them doing that main event again. <laughs> and, and and the title didn't change hands. And they did yeah. it again at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Title didn't change hands. I understand, like if they're building a story, and I guess the underlying story would be Reigns is the uncrowned Universal Champion, blah blah blah. But how would a main event? that main event get a better reaction at SummerSlam than it would have at WrestleMania or Greatest Royal Rumble. If they really wanted to do three matches between those two, that was the wrong call the whole way. The whole way. They should have just had Reigns win it at WrestleMania and then... I wouldn't have had him win you know, at WrestleMania have that because I thought that was a better reaction because everybody was really surprised. And I mean, we all had just spent the previous year just admitting that like, no matter what, Roman Reigns is closing out WrestleMania holding the universal title over yeah. Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar's gone. Like that was the plan. And like they ended up doing the main event, but remember for like the months leading up where it was like, Oh, well, Braun's super hot right now. Maybe he gets inserted. In. Yeah. And like, do you remember? No, people, that was just, me. <laughs> people like, I wanted him. I, I wrote a whole long thing about you need Braun to win the rumble and then win the title at WrestleMania. And I will go ahead and say happen. on record <laughs> that you can, you can play the tapes. I was adamant that like, None of this is happening. The people talking <laughs> themselves into anybody else other than Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, I mean, uh, and Brock Lesnar, are out of their fucking mind. Because that is not how Vince McMahon works. He's in his mid-70s. Roman Reigns is his guy. Like, I listed all the accolades that Roman Reigns has since he's been the top guy on Raw and split off from the Shield. It's insane. He is mm. only behind Hulk Hogan in most consecutive ma- WrestleMania main events. Yeah, yeah. What does that tell you? They are not backing off on this guy. It's not mm-hmm. happening. They did not put him against Jinder Mahal, who I could see Vince McMahon seeing as like the top heel on Raw, where it's like, oh, this guy, I, I guarantee you Vince loves Jinder Mahal. Like, that is a <laughs> foregone conclusion. But there is no way that they are moving away from that. Like, Vince McMahon is a stubborn guy. Like, he is not pulling off the Roman Reigns hype train. And for Roman to feud with Lesnar I just don't think he's in like he is not going to lose this feud I think all that's happening here is Lesnar sticking around longer than Vince had even anticipated and they're keeping the title on him as long as he is with the company and then once he moves on to UFC that's when they pass it over to Reigns and then we get months and months of Reigns as champion like I could see him feuding with Strowman I could see Strowman cashing in on Reigns in a real match and then losing but I don't see Braun Strowman oh. going over Reigns. And also, they missed the boat. It was last year. That's yeah. when this was a hot feud. That's when people cared. Like, anyone who says they did not enjoy that Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman feud last year, I don't believe them. Or it's like, then what do you really want out of either of these guys at this point? Or what you want Raw to do with their um, uh, big guys? I just, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, ugh. I didn't think Strowman had a chance of winning Money in the Bank, but as soon as he pulled that briefcase down, my initial thought, and I, I'm, I'm, I still believe this is going to happen, that he will, uh, you know, cash it in for a title match at SummerSlam. Whether it becomes a triple threat match with Reigns and Lesnar, uh, that, that's the only way I could see the Money in the Bank working for a guy like Strowman. Like he's not, he, he someone like him, like 
isn't going to come out at the end of a match or after a match and like cash in. Like that's not Braun Strowman. Like right. people love Braun Strowman because he's a badass. He's like in your face. He's not going to like duck anyone. So I actually anticipated it this past week that he was just going to like cash in and be like SummerSlam. Here we go. I know there's a pay-per-view uh, between then. So that's probably why it didn't happen as quickly as I had hoped it would. But um, I, I just have a feeling we see Strowman in the main event at SummerSlam just by cashing in the money in the bank. Uh, you know, Reigns, like Reigns and Lesnar, they've had good matches. The The one at WrestleMania wasn't that good. Um, but the one at WrestleMania 31 was great. You know, even before Seth Rollins arrived, uh, you know, even though it was slow, you know, it's plotting, uh, but it's like building really, a story. Really I have to go back and watch it. No, I'm not. I'm uh, not going I, back. I do. Like, I, it, it's just kind of ingrained in my head. And then I actually watched it. Yeah. Uh, before this year's WrestleMania. And okay. I was just like, yeah, it kind of still like, it still, you know, sticks with me that uh, it was so a pretty good match. Is what you're saying. Uh, sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> you're like, what can I do with my time? My free time. Let's watch more Roman Reigns matches. That's what I should do. And let, I'll tell you though, like that Brooklyn, it's in Brooklyn though. And the reaction is not going to be like, uh, and maybe I, I got to think maybe they don't care anymore about reaction. Cause otherwise why would they still do it? But, but then you see um, Rusev, getting a, yeah, a title shot yeah. against AJ Styles at Extreme Rules. So obviously that had to play a role, right? Like his reactions yeah. speak for themselves. And, and I guess, you know, because at least Reigns is getting a reaction. It's not, you know, like he's not a terrible wrestler. It's not like Bobby uh, Lashley. Oh my goodness. What have they done with him? Okay. Well, oh see, my that's goodness. Like part of it where it's like, I feel like he got dealt a bad hand, but at the same time, Lashley, um, there are some guys who get, uh, <laughs> chicken shit and turn into what is the expression i don't even know. yeah, yeah chicken yeah. shit into chicken platter I, I don't what is the chicken shit thing uh i don't know like a, a bucket of fried chicken I don't, I, know. I don't really know but there is an expression there that i am forgetting at the moment and listeners will write in and call me an idiot for not remembering this on the spot but you know what it happens whatever um kevin owens the new day the usos there are like there are countless examples of wrestlers given bad stuff and then turning into something interesting the miz is another one like dean yeah, ambrose yeah. like seth rollins like if you are good at your job you can turn it into something interesting but he is just not one of those guys who is capable of turning bad material into something interesting and Sami Zayn, he did his part he did everything he possibly could to get people interested he got dealt a bad hand but his promo work was still good. Like he did like this 15 minute monologue from the crowd and just, he did everything he possibly could to make that feud interesting. And it just sucked and he couldn't even do it. But um, now Sammy's gone for a long time, which is probably a good thing for him to get a break. (laughs) And he was entering a bad place on raw. So I'm actually, it sucks that he's injured. So I'm not glad that he's injured or anything like that. I love Sammy, but like, I do think it's one of those good times away for him where he can, he can reset he can rest he can come back stronger and more interesting uh when he returns but yeah i i don't know i just i'm not a not a big lashley guy and i think he is uh just what a waste because i just i don't think there's any path to him getting interesting anytime soon and i think he's going to be a prevalent part of raw for the next six months and that's just another like oh those segments are just not good yeah, and he'll just have to improve. I think he did a great job at Impact, uh, like making himself one of the top guys in, in that uh, promotion before he left. Like he was one of the stars of the show, and uh, whether he was champion or not, you know, he he was even entertaining. And I know that's a taped show, so maybe they they could edit it to make him look good, and that maybe that's what it was. I, I haven't seen him live, uh, you know, in, in years, so. Uh, Maybe it's he has to get used to the live aspect again, and you know, not flub his lines or anything like that. But well, that you uh, know doesn't and, exactly ruin your career because just look at Kurt Angle every single week. Oh my god, he's not yeah. good. Man. And, you know what? I get tired of him. You know, with the arms when the crowd's chanting "You suck!" Like, you know, like stop! Like we all know. And, why, why do you have to put your arms up and look like a doofus? I don't know. Just, That's like a pet peeve. That's, <laughs> it's not like it doesn't make or break the show, but I'm mm-hmm. just like, stop. You look like a dweeb. Um, who would you uh, rather whatever. open Raw every week, Kurt Angle or Stephanie McMahon? Stephanie McMahon. Okay. 
it's not good for Kurt Angle because Stephanie opening <laughs> Raw for weeks at a time. Like I'm glad that era of Raw's over, but like this is I lo- I like it mainly because of the crowd they're always like crapping on her, and whether she's being a good heel or not, like you know I just I enjoy the crowd getting on her, and uh, that's more entertaining to me than uh, a crowd cheering for Kurt Angle or if even if he has like one liners in there, slide him in there. Like it's not, you know, I'm kind of over it. And he didn't even sell Ronda's Rousey's briefcase shots. That was such so, an awkward the segment. And her hitting him <laughs> and him standing back. It was really weird. Like I love. She should only hit him Alexa. once and he should have been knocked out. Yeah. Like it was, it was weird, but maybe because he didn't get knocked out. Yeah. When she took down Alexa, that was a good shot. And yeah, it was, it was good. But the Kurt Angle stuff was weird. Um, what did you think of Money in the Bank as a whole? Uh, good, you know, okay. like a not great, but not terrible, and which is all uh, you I can think have a lot for of, a co-branded pay-per-view at this point. Yeah, and that one that's like four hour, like more than four hours now. Which, uh, you know, I'll tell you when I do these reviews and everything, then yeah. I try to I try to watch every single second, so like I don't miss anything, and it, it's a chore, man. It's, it is. It's really a chore, and uh, you know, they made it. They're, I think this is the first, you know, four hour co-branded pay-per-view that wasn't one of the big four. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, the women's money in the bank ladder match was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I actually just read earlier today that Tyson kid, uh, had it, had a, you know, put that together. Yeah, so he's done like, yeah, great work. Like good like, for him. Yeah. I'm glad man. He, it's good that he has something and it does seem like he's one of the, like, I forgot who the NXT show where he booked what match was it that he booked one of the really good ones on the nxt show and you're like okay this makes sense that he put this together but um good for him yeah maybe it was the ladder match maybe it was the north american championship ladder match that he put together oh yeah that that, yeah he did that i could be wrong but i want to say it was but anyway continue no and yeah that was uh you know, the, I thought the match placement was great. Uh, you know, they had like Roman and gender kind of right where it needed to be. And, you know, even though everyone was still complaining about Reigns, it's like, dude, like he's not even near the main event. So like this well, is I think it was if, more he, like that match shouldn't have happened, especially in Chicago. Like, did they think that that was going to be a positive thing? Like, yeah, but like just, it, like you said, it made sense. Jinder is the best heel right now on Raw. And, oh, I never said uh, that. He's not know, the best you, heel. I said that Vince oh. <laughs> thinks he's the best heel. Well, those are very it, different things. <laughs> Very, very different. True, Jinder Mahal true. is actually bad and should have been released Ooh. a year ago. Like, oh, it's, wow. he is absolutely atrocious. Do you like him? <laughs> what does he do well? I don't hate him. I, I don't hate him. Okay. Uh, I, I don't like him in the main event. I, he's not, you know, like, I, I buy Roman Reigns in the main event, regardless of whether I, I like how the ma- the match is planned out. Like, and, do, you know, they seem just, like, the same and, uh, sometimes his moves can be boring, like the Superman punch. I just can't take seriously. Uh, you know, the drive by is always, you know, calculated. So you can see it like coming forever, like stuff like that. Like I'm not a fan of, but overall, I think Reigns like deserves to be in the main event. Uh, he's, he's, he, he elicits a reaction no matter what. Uh, he, he doesn't suck. He's not, he's not John Cena from like 2005, 2006, where he wasn't having like great wrestling matches. Uh, he can he can have a great wrestling match now, uh, but I, I just thought the hate on on this particular match. I think it was the third on the main card, maybe the fourth. Uh, you know, it was kind of right where it needed to be. It, it wasn't near the main event, and I, I was just like, even though like I know it's in Chicago, and I I could have told you about that crowd. Anyone could have you could have told everyone about that crowd reaction going into it. Uh, like it would have it wouldn't have been any different, but. Um, you know, I it wasn't bad match placement, and it was an okay match. I didn't think it was terrible, and maybe now they just got it out of the way. Maybe they'll have another one uh, in July. Uh, maybe they have a number one contenders match. Do you think another Rousey multi- and Nia Jax should have gone on last? Because I would have agreed with that sentiment. Uh, yeah, I could I could have bought that, especially with the way Alexa cashed in. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they were on the poster. I I, I was actually kind of resigned to the fact that. It was either the men's, uh, either I, I should say the WWE title match or um, the Raw women's title match were going to go on last. I didn't think the men's Money in the Bank ladder match would go on last. Didn't think Strowman would win it, so I figured they would maybe toy with the idea of a SmackDown guy winning it. But 
you know, with raw sweeping, <laughs> uh, you know, it would have been cool because Ra- Rousey was incredible in that match. And she's that, really that, good. I'm that glad that she's been made awesome. worthy. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because uh, it doesn't get like I don't go out and actively search for uh, people to kind of throw in their face like, ah, you thought Rousey was going to suck. But, mm-hmm. you know, it feels good to be I mean, one of the okay guys that uncertain. when she came in January, like I was like, listen, like, let's give her some time. Like right. I, she's been training. Uh, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. She wants to be here. Like from everything that she says, you know, it's it, like, why would you want her to fail? Like, I just I never understood that. Her to fail. It was just more of like, I, I think it was fair to be like somewhat dubious about um, what she was going to do because it mm-hmm. seemed like they were hiding her and she was like training for months and months. Like I remember at the time, like it's kind of revisionist history to talk about it now, but I do feel like I remember thinking, okay, well, are they holding, (laughs) is there a issue going on where it was like, she's not ready, she's not improving, and they're kind of worried about um, how she would do once she actually had to have a match, and we saw it, and it was great, but the expectations were also super low, I think, for most fans at that point, because I don't think people were expecting her to light the world on fire like she did at WrestleMania, but now we know just in a one-on-one match, she can hold her own, we know... Like mm-hmm. the one thing she can't do is talk. She still like her mm-hmm. mannerisms and the smiling and everything is not great. But the mm-hmm. great thing about her feuding with Alexa Bliss is that Alexa Bliss is the best talker in the company right yeah. now. I like yeah. it's her, Kevin Owens, and I think that's who would you? Is there anyone else who belongs in that top echelon category? Uh, for Raw or just uh, overall roster in general? Like, uh, I guess feel the most Miz, comfortable, uh, like just handing the mic to this person and saying, "Go sell this feud, sell this match, whatever." Yeah, I guess the Miz, the Miz uh, over on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm sure there are more, but yeah, those three are probably the three best that you could think of. That's why I'm never like so. There, it seemed like there was some backlash to Alexa Bliss. Clashing, <laughs> cashing in and uh, yeah. getting the belt again. She's like, what, a five-time champion at this point or something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. But I don't have a problem with it because Alexa Bliss is really good. <laughs> like, I- I'm okay and- with her being a okay wrestler because she's just, she's really good on the microphone and she she's still super over and people like her and she's, it felt weird her just floundering around for the last month and a half without the belt that like, yeah. she's just too good to stay away if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it made a perfect story heading into SummerSlam. You know, they already have booked her rematch against Nia and, you know, Rousey's out for a month. I think it's, I think it's pretty simple. You either book that triple threat at SummerSlam or you do Rousey and bliss at SummerSlam. And that, that I could totally buy that as a main event for, of SummerSlam. I know it won't be, but you know, it, it bliss Rousey at SummerSlam is a big deal. It is. It, it absolutely is. And that would be one that I put right below the main event if you weren't going to put them in the main event. Because... Well, let's not get crazy. The main event is going to be <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Right, right. Like, uh, that, if you do Rousey and Bliss, that could be like right before it and you have Rousey win. That's I do think Rousey wins that if they do one-on-one at SummerSlam. But I know things are different now. Like They, don't, they haven't really done like a huge title win at, at a at a pay-per-view and as long as I can remember like over a year. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like after bliss cashed it in, I thought there was no doubt that that was the Avenue. They would go kind of like how I said, when Strowman, uh, won, I was like, uh, like he's got a cat. He's got to like cash in way before SummerSlam. Just say, I want my title match to SummerSlam. So, uh, that's kind of how I felt right after that happened. I wasn't mad at it. Uh, it's just kind of weird how they used Nia Jax in that whole situation where, you know, it was like the feel good win at WrestleMania. Was and... it though? I was rooting against her. Her bullying really? towards Alexa Bliss wow. was unacceptable. I did not appreciate the way she betrayed <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. I didn't, um, I didn't like it. Well, it was just awkward. Then she was talking about anti-bullying and then she became the bully. When Ronda Rousey, Bliss was so. fantastic. I wish that was a weekly thing because Alexa Bliss is really good at that. Yeah. And yeah, Nia Jax is also why. not a good actor. Her line She's getting better. Ter- She's no, getting a little bit she better. she hasn't. Watch that promo yeah. from like two weeks ago. She is so bad. I, I just... Her... Like, she delivered in the ring on Sunday. Like, Nia Jax was good in the ring. Nia Jax on the microphone is still really, really bad. It, did, 
I enjoyed her yelling at Alexa Bliss oh, at WrestleMania in the, the ring. Screaming and everything else. Yeah. It's, oh, awful. Um, <laughs> I did. I did like a two-second video screen uh, screen grab of WrestleMania when she did that, and mm. Alexa Bliss yelled, and it's still the greatest thing ever that I've ever posted on Twitter. So the company deserves a lot of credit for one thing, especially coming out of this pay per view. Natalia did not win the Money in the Bank ladder match, mm. which is what I was expecting going in because I thought they were going towards the Nat wins and then cashes in on Rousey and turns on her and we get Rousey versus Natalia for the title at SummerSlam. <laughs> That's what I was betting on. The fact that they I, I bet on that too. I bet on that too. They came to their senses. Natalia <laughs> not getting the championship. It's great. She's not good either. I, I'm not Okay, I'm not going to say she's one of the great uh, women's wrestlers of her time. She's uh, the worst women's she's, wrestler on the roster right the now, worst. right? Uh, Who's worse? Tamina? Uh, I guess it's Tamina and well, Where's she Lana? been? She's been around. Uh, you know, her, yeah, go Lana. Go Lana. Why not? I just... But I, I, I definitely think that, you know, the, the lineage of her family and the fact that she was wrestling from when she was so young that it works in her favor for, you know, with the opinions of a lot of wrestling fans out there. She seems uh, like a really nice, awesome person behind the clothes. Yeah. Doors. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not uh, against, like, I'm against the Natalia on-screen character and what she wrestles like in 2018. The on So, she was a heel moving over from SmackDown to Raw, and then she yeah. just became the babyface best friend yeah. of ronda rousey it's just there's no quality control with her and it just feels like she has just been in and out of the title picture and just like flip-flopped she's basically like the 2018 version of like big show and kane where you're like yeah, never it, certain when they're going to turn heel again or face and then they just get a title run because there's nothing else to do right now i i just i i don't like it <laughs> i think it it you know her she was like the last, maybe not the last Divas champion, but she was like, she was there when, you know, we had Kelly Kelly and uh, Candace Michelle and like those, those women that were the cornerstones, Milena of the women's division. So I don't know if, it, you know, she, she can't shake that uh, because it doesn't seem like she fits in well in terms of, you know, character. Uh, with this women's division, like it, it feels like I'm still watching the Natalia of, you know, tw- 2009, 2010. Like, I don't know. It, it is the same. It, She's it never the same translated music for like you know? 10 years, I think. Right. Yeah. And, and you would think that I was like, okay, well now she's got like these great women's wrestlers that she can wrestle with. And, you know, it's just, it hasn't really moved the needle in terms of, you know, her, her matches that she's involved in being, you know, <laughs> you know, in the great category or even very good, you know, she, she's good. And that's kind of it because I use that term pretty, pretty loosely, but, uh, you're, you're good to me. If you don't make me hate your matches, uh, I mean, I don't <laughs> hate her. I don't hate her matches. So you hate every like, bludgeon brothers match. Correct. <laughs> Dude. Like, come on. They were so much more entertaining as the Wyatt family, but this is not good. They took the I, titles at the Usos for this. For this, yeah, like I'm, I'm bored with it. I'm bored with it, and I, I'm bored with the title pitcher in general. Like I thought, Dolph win, winning the IC title was kind of like a cool, unpredictable, predictable thing, especially if it means better things for Seth Rollins in the future. But like, well, no new world champion since November. Like I, you went yeah. through the entire WrestleMania season without like a world title change was kind of weird to me and maybe that's just me being selfish i don't know like i was bored and i actually mentioned like i'm just bored as <laughs> with aj styles as wwe champion and yeah. i kind of got uh you know ragged on and i totally understand why you know, i like, love i think we can all admit aj's um i can't believe i'm about to say this is phenomenal but <laughs> i he should have lost to nakamura like nakamura is yes. like over five in wwe title matches yeah and I don't know where you go from here. I mean, obviously, they're pushing the Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura yeah. stuff, which will probably be a fun feud, whatever. But it's still a step down. And I just... Nakamura has been so good as a heel. And then to see that report that the reason they did not put the title on him is because AJ's going to be on the cover of WWE 2K19 was just <laughs> infuriating. 
Why does that matter? Who cares? Oh man, it WWE marketing, man. You can't. How do you book you the show if it. like you can't like you tell the writers, "Oh, so I know we were building up to Nakamura winning, but we've come to the conclusion that um AJ is going to be on the cover of a video game this fall, so he has to keep the belt for a while." What? Uh, yeah, Why does I that don't... matter? Who's not buying this game because like wh- I I just I'm when I see stuff like that, it's just it, it is. It makes it's me annoying. question why I care about this company at all. <laughs> why am I emotionally invested in a company that literally decides who is the WWE champion based on who's on the cover of a video game in 2018? What am I doing? What are we doing here? I'm I'm with you too. It makes it like it seems silly, and then you're just kind of like, why am I mad about this? And uh, not even mad, but just like it. It just well, it if you're using like the... that as a barometer to make your creative decisions like that literally has no bearing on like your audience and it just goes yeah. back to just like this idea where people are like oh why aren't why are wrestlers content these days why aren't they trying to grab the brass ring it's because this company decides who is the biggest champion on a tv show yeah. based on who is going to be on the cover of a video game like and when you do try and grab it you get fired <laughs> well hold on hold on hold on <laughs> That's uh, that. Uh, I'm not gonna let that slide. Big Cass got fired for a multitude of reasons, and also we need to be in celebration mode that he is gone. Like that is not a negative. And Big Cass, he uh, he died on the hill of I'm going off script to attack a what I don't want to use a inappropriate word here, but a little person longer than the uh, time allotted to me in this segment that is what he went with hey he wanted to he wanted to be this big dastardly heel that people hated it did not work he had bad <laughs> matches he can't talk he looks ridiculous he um just everything was terrible and it goes back to like this thing where i think as wrestling fans we're gonna look back at like the daniel bryan uh just his i don't want to say era but especially like this last few months of just like what are we doing how did he get saddled with big Cass and his return to the end ring and it's just i, I don't uh, I, I don't know so big leading Cass up to terrible. this so i'm excited let's talk about big Cass. he got <laughs> let go this week he got locked in a bathroom apparently and uh, got really upset and tore what? the door down and it required every other person on the bus to have to go to the bathroom with no door because big Cass lost his mind and broke the door down. Um, I did not hear that getting one. ribbed. Yes. So that's in there. Um, <laughs> we already talked about the segment that he went over that infuriated Vince McMahon and everybody else. So he went above um, everybody else there. Um, he was apparently like a problem to deal with backstage. And then maybe my favorite thing about big Cass is that uh, Enzo really excited to see his old friend released because <laughs> I don't know if you've been listening to a lot of post WWE interviews with Enzo or AKA real one, I believe is his new name. Nah, kind of, kind of. So he's blocked him out a little bit. I would not because he's revealing a lot of interesting stuff. Like today where I saw that he revealed that the Nia Jack stuff that he was doing, um, was going to result in him hooking up with Alexa bliss. Ooh. What? That's where that feud was going up to, according to Enzo this week, that that was going to be the end result of that storyline. I mean, it would have made sense. It would have made sense, you know, her best friend, like, get through her to get to her friend, yeah. like, at least in storyline-wise, and then that could have been the Alexa Naya feud. Well, part of the reason that he hated Big Cass and they didn't see eye-to-eye anymore was that, so once Big Cass turned on Enzo, like, he threw Enzo around like a ragdoll. Remember where he had that entrance ramp yeah. thing where he threw him like 50 yards? Yeah, and Enzo yeah. sold for him. And Enzo was open about like, look, man, I'm doing everything I possibly can to make you look like a million bucks. The whole issue, though, stemmed from when Big Cass tore his ACL, like he didn't get back up or something once he fell out of the ring. And part of the ending of that match or segment, I don't remember, was it a match or a segment that they were? Yeah, it was a match. Yeah, well, apparently Enzo was supposed to get his comeuppance at the end of this match. And Enzo never, like, forgave Big Cass for not getting back up and finishing the match and letting Enzo um, 
be victorious or stand over yeah. big cast in any way. And then we all know what happened after that. But I, I, I thought it was interesting. Like Enzo is just revealing uh. all kinds of stuff. And I guess you have to take some of it with a grain of salt because we really don't know if Enzo is, um, yeah, being entirely truthful. Yeah, but that is interesting though. It's that's why I'm saying like, I would listen to what he's saying because this dude has no filter and he is revealing mm. all kinds of stuff. And I have no idea what he's going to say. And, who knows what Big Cass is going to say when he appears in the Ryback podcast in a month and a half. So look <laughs> out for that. Um, yeah, and what does Enzo have to gain, really, by lying at this point about yeah. stuff like that? Like, you would, like you could always think of that. And, like, he's, he's probably not going to be in WWE anytime soon, if ever again. So right. uh, he, is he trying to get booked? I doubt it. <laughs> you know, like, he, he seems to have moved on, at least, and trying to figure out some other ways to make a living, which, you know, good for him, I guess. But, uh, you know, if that's true, where, uh, that was a big problem with when cast towards ACL and then, you know, slid out of the ring or whatever that that's an interesting nugget. It's crazy to see how much has changed in a year because Carmella is the star of the women's division on SmackDown. Now she got James Ellsworth back. Like everything's coming up. Carmella. And then you had it, the beginning of the end last year was the Hardy boys returning at WrestleMania and big Cass and Enzo not getting the tag team titles, which they were in line for for months. And they lost a ladder match at WrestleMania and they obviously broke up over the summer and everything else. But, Oh, both of them gone. Who could have ever foreseen that they would both be out of here, especially just even that view was pretty interesting at the beginning. And Enzo, we know, is just one of the best talk. Those kind of talkers and mic skills don't come around very often, especially in this mm-hmm. era where like 90% of the roster can't be trusted to deliver an interesting five-minute promo. Um, mm. He was a rarity, and he couldn't work. His wrestling was terrible, but he could talk. And it was something like we had not seen before, and Big Cass benefited from just being seven feet tall. And he just looked like someone Vince would love, and eventually push as a world champion and that's what happened but big Cass threw that all away enzo threw it all away and they're both gone and probably not gonna be back for a very long time if ever it's just crazy to see how much has changed in a year yeah absolutely and i don't think you know wwe will be bleeding uh from their losses but uh very interesting how they deal so i think they're yeah 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 is, is you mentioned Carmella, you know, like how about her, you know, uh, good for her. Yeah. You know, like incredible it, talker. Now I, 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 she still I'm can't not work sure. in ring, still a bad worker, but she can talk. <laughs> I'm not sure that, you know, anyone gave her a real chance to try and make it without Enzo and Cass, but mm. you know, good for her. Yeah. I mean, like she, you could always improve in the ring. Like it, for Maybe. my skills and obviously you can always improve, uh, the mic skills, but if you have you that, can. I feel like yeah. mic skills are just innate. Like some people were just natural talkers and some aren't, I don't think you can teach it. I really don't. Yeah. I, I go back. Always to, a good talker. Like Daniel Bryan will never yeah. be totally comfortable, but I guess he's the best example of someone who got better with time. But like John Cena from the get go was comfortable. Kurt Angle was yeah. comfortable, even though now it's whatever. But I think, I, mean, it's, I, I think it's natural. When I, yeah. When I, say that I, I maybe this is unfair to the current crop but uh I, the first thing that comes to my mind is the rock when yeah. he was rocking my via he was like just what and then he just got he got hurt came back turned heel and then boom it was there so uh well you can't you know really that. teach charisma and that's something that carmella just naturally has is she's a charismatic yeah. figure yeah. that it yep. works like the new day the usos like yeah, there's just something natural. Roman Reigns doesn't have it. He doesn't have that kind of charisma. He's never going to be that kind of uh, promo guy. And no, he always he always tries like the one liners. It's like he's to get like the crowd reaction. You know? But that's like, why Carmella yeah. is valuable on SmackDown. It's like she can be a terrible wrestler, but at the same time, there's only like three women on this roster as a whole who can talk like she can. It's her, Alexa Bliss, and uh, maybe Becky Lynch. I guess the Iconics, kind of, but they've been pretty bad as of late, and they're mm. going back through the... Hey, look, I am a gigantic Peyton Royce. Yeah, I know, I know. But they're doing the same stuff, and it's not good. And it's just... I'm a little <laughs> worried. I'm a little concerned. 
I'm not selling my oh. stock on Iconics Island. I'm not yeah. moving my property, but I will say <laughs> I'm getting a little nervous. The tides are rising. Oh man, I don't think they were that bad this past week, but okay. I guess maybe we have different expectations. Uh, it's been a, they just need to it's do been a while since they need I, a feud. Yeah, yeah, you know, like they're just kind of toiling right now. So I, t- I definitely get that. They need they need something to kind of put them over to where they can incorporate that into their promos. Be like, hey, we beat this girl or these two girls or whatever and maybe go from there they just kind of need a launching point can we get daniel bryan to work with more wrestlers that we don't like and would like to get released maybe that's a thing maybe daniel <laughs> bryan has the magic touch to get this roster thinned out i mean he he got a good match out of big cast no he did not night, so. there was no good oh, match. that they was had, okay oh no that was okay <sighs> daniel wasn't bryan bad. can get a good match out of literally like for you to struggle to have a good match with Daniel Bryan, you need to reevaluate just what kind of what are you doing here? Why are you a professional wrestler? Because he does all the heavy stuff. Like it's just, I, I don't, I, I you don't have much hope if you can't put on a at least solid match consistently when you're working with Daniel Bryan. It's yeah, I'd agree with that. I I don't think he was bad though. Okay. I thought it was bad. Um, <laughs> either way, Daniel Bryan is awesome, and he should keep getting bad guys fired. So I will not miss big cast segments <laughs> so on SmackDown. Who's next? Who's next? Can he? Oh, I know who it is. The Bludgeon Brothers. They. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Uh, we need Kane to come back so they could be the one tag team champion. No, we don't. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. No, Kane, stay away if you're listening. Team, go be mayor. Team hell no. Yeah, no, go be mayor. I don't ever want to see you on WWE television well, ever again. We've had so many incarnations of Kane, like corporate Kane and, you know, whatever. Well, so now it's time for mayor, mayor Kane. No, we already have corporate Kane back. His name is uh, Baron Corbin, the, uh, what do they call him now? The constable? constable. Yeah, that is corporate Kane, but on a more interesting level, I think. Uh yeah, I'd agree with that. It's good to see them doing something with him. Hey, I love Aaron Corbin. I'm glad he's doing this, and I'm glad he it changed his attire too. Yeah, that's that. That was the biggest shock to me of all. He's good. Baron Corbin is actually yeah. good. Um, speaking of actually good, uh, Triple H announced this week that WWE NXT UK is a thing. After being rumored since 1997. It is happening. <laughs> Pete Dunne is actually going to be the UK champion on a consistent brand. He um, he is Triple H's guy, so I think he's going to keep the belt for a while. We had a title change, so that was kind of dumb. I thought that they had the Undisputed Era drop the tag team titles to Trent Seven and Tyler Bate at a recent taping. So spoilers, but WWE announced it, so I don't feel bad about spoiling that because yeah, they announced be it themselves. Um, I don't think it's they're going to keep the titles for very long i think undisputed air is going to win them back pretty quickly would be my guess because they are adding a women's division and a title a tag team title and uh, obviously the uk championship which pete dunn currently holds so i don't think there's a reason to keep the nxt tag team championships on this show if you're instituting your own uk tag team titles anyway so i don't think that's gonna be the case my first reaction, though, and it's whenever WWE announces any new project is, oh, God, more content. <laughs> like I, There's too much wrestling. I want less. I want yeah, less. I want 205 uh, Live canceled. I understand that it's better. <laughs> I don't want to have to watch it every week. I'm tired, Nick. I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's not even just WWE, but they're. Like they're the one that's New adding Japan's so great. much. It's like, like everything's improving. so much more accessible now. Yes. So it's like almost like if you don't watch something, you're missing. You feel guilty. A lot. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And I I know it's a first world <laughs> problem, but like I don't think it's a crazy thing to say that like I want less content. Raw yeah, is three hours. It was so two, easy. NXT is Back one. Like day. these weekends where you have to like go into it knowing that you have a takeover and a co-branded pay-per-view to watch yeah. you're like oh my god yeah it's gonna be a long week and i miss you know watching uh raw nitro thinking like that monday night was gonna be the worst night of the week try to go back and forth and uh getting my wrestling fix and then having to wait till saturday morning to re-see everything uh but this 
like at least everything's at my fingertips. Like I don't have to watch NXT Wednesday night. I don't have to watch two or five live Tuesday night, but I also don't want to get that far behind. So if I miss a week, week or two, like, we had Mustafa like, Ali, Buddy Murphy, and um, who else? Yeah, Hideo Oh, Atami. Yeah, it was incredible. In the three way, yeah, yeah. And so it's like I can't not watch that. Exactly, like, it's too good. You have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm with you, man. It, I I almost have to like re a lot my schedule and during the day to fit in like a wrestling show uh within an hour of me doing other work just so i have it on the background so i can yeah. listen and then like peek at it from time to time and you know if that's what i have to do that's what i have to do but man like it, it's exhausting it's another Absolutely. hour show that we're gonna have to watch and, because pete dunn is one of my top five favorite wrestlers yeah. right now and i have to watch him i have to watch tyler Bate. i yep. have to watch trent seven and i have to and i'm intrigued so it's like none of these are negatives and i think it's going to be a success and i think Ooh. it's going to be good for the company and we're going to get new stars out of it. But at the same time, like I just, it's a lot of wrestling to keep up with every week. Yeah. And you, you just said it, and it, you know, you're getting new stars out of it, but there's so much, there's only so much room within the WWE scope where these guys can be, you know, those larger than life characters. And, you know, uh, they're not letting people on, Raw or SmackDown get bigger than the WWE brand itself. Like John Cena is going to be the last one because they got to cut Roman Reigns off at the knees. They got to cut uh, uh, these other guys off at the knees. Rusev, like he could have, he could have been a huge, huge star by now just based off his well, reaction. If they booked him, right? Coming, and he's going to be the next guy. <laughs> yeah. Like that, you know, there, there's so much potential with these guys, the, the talent today, but there's only so much room. And uh, you know, while I think another NXT brand is great because probably triple H is overseeing that. So I think, uh, you know, it'll be just as good as the current NXT and the U S yeah. Uh, you know, it, I can't, I can't imagine, uh, you know, guys that are going into that thinking they're going to be like these big stars where they wouldn't be like an impact or ring of honor or right. even new Japan. Like th- th- there's more places to become a star now, but, uh, like Kenny Omega winning the IWGP title, like probably the best moment, right? Uh, of my, in my opinion, of the wrestling year right now. Well, that's until the uh, Miz beats Daniel it, Bryan <laughs> to close out SummerSlam. That's gonna be the best moment. Oh, uh, that that would be. That should be. The I, SummerSlam I'm all for that. Event, by the way, that's probably the best story storyline going in WWE. Well, you know, it'd be nice way, if but... they stopped uh, treating the Miz like an absolute goof and buffoon. Last week. I'm one of the biggest yeah. marks in the company. Like he is my guy. I've been riding with the Miz for years now. He is fantastic. The problem is he was screaming about a empty briefcase containing pancakes instead of the contract, which obviously yeah. would not have counted because it was a prop. <laughs> and this man who has won the briefcase before has completely forgotten, <laughs> apparently in kayfabe, what is actually in a prop briefcase versus the actual match. And it was something that I honestly wanted to quit professional wrestling for the rest of my life because all I'm looking forward to this summer is the Miz and Daniel Bryan promos. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm dying for. Like the Miz chewing out Daniel Bryan and those two going at it and having the best blood feud, kind of like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. I want that feeling. I want to be emotionally Mm -hmm. invested. It's going to be very hard if they keep doing this with The Miz and keeping uh, these two away from each other and having Daniel Bryan work with the big casts of the world and The Miz, at, like, uh, he, he dipped his hand in, like, pancake batter a couple weeks ago. I can't do it. He's wearing ninja attire. He said Miz Jitsu the other day. Hey. I'm over you it. Said it. I'm you hot, said it before. I'm hot. <laughs> you said it before. It's all about what you can do with the crap you're given sometimes. And I do think that going from raw to SmackDown and you know, the way the Miz has been used hasn't been like great, but he's damn entertaining. And that's all I could ask right now until I said it before. I think he's going to be a champion by, by year's end WWE champion. Like I, I, he could be the guy that beats styles. I, I don't know, but uh, I feel like in the interim right now, like he's the main part of the show and he's making me laugh and that's all I can ask for right now. Well, you're wrong. And you need to get fixed. <laughs> and 
I, I'm not okay with it at all. The Miz was a serious character, and they've spent years rehabilitating who he once was. He is on his A game. He is by himself now. No Maurice, no B team. He should be treated as a big <laughs> deal, top of the line, serious heel who takes himself way too seriously, sees himself as an A-lister when he's not. Like That is part of the gimmick is, look, he thinks he is the rock, and he is not. And the whole point is, like, he should be getting extra heat. He should be yelling at the crowd. He should be talking about his Hollywood lifestyle. He should be talking about this, that, and the other. And he should be saying, Daniel Bryan, I am going to destroy you when the time comes. That's what our focus should be. That's what this feud needs. It's not, like, can you imagine Johnny Gargano just doing something as goofy (laughs) as what they've been doing? Like, who is, like, Mattis? uh, Yes. Yes, I can, actually. Can you? Okay. Like, Otis, (laughs) like, Tommaso Ciampa, I guess, would be the better parallel here, where it's like, you just have like an NXT episode one week where no Hey Jose just does the conga line by Tommaso Ciampa and just like runs <laughs> into him or something backstage and yeah. he gets knocked over. Like it's just, it's a bad way of handling the Miz, but at the same time, the new day are funny and they're genuinely funny and, and it works. For and I them. think, yeah. And I think it, it'd be easy to t- kind of just flip that switch with the Miz. Uh, he can come out next week and have like a serious promo. And I do think people will kind of buy that. You know, I think it's, you know, he's just kind of, like I said, he's kind of in the middle of stuff right now, not uh, really having a complete direction. I'm enjoying his stuff with the New Day. But yeah, if he if he's not like the title pitcher and like, a serious character towards the end of the year at the latest, like I'd probably be annoyed, more annoyed uh, like you. <laughs> okay. Last thing and then we'll go. Um, Rey Mysterio. Potentially on the way back. Yeah. Three-year deals in the making, apparently. He looked amazing at the Royal Rumble this year. He did. He did. If that's the way he looks and that's the way he wrestles for a couple years, but then again, there's hell stuff. Like, I he has injury problems because he turns 44 this December. So he Jeez. is on the older side at this point. Um, three years seems a little high for Mysterio at this point in his career, but if he's in this kind of shape for a couple more years, then yeah, sure. Um, what do you make of Mysterio coming back? Uh, who do you think he should feud with first? Huh. Interesting question. I would, I would love for him to come back. I saw him live, you know, at the rumble and I thought it was great. Uh, you know, he was, like you said, he was in like probably the best physical shape he's been in since his early days in WCW. Uh, I totally would take him on a part-time deal. Like I don't need to see him every week. He doesn't need to be champion. He could, he still has that name value. That's all you need. He obviously not to the extent of Brock Lesnar, but uh, you know, where he, you can kind of justify him going away for a few weeks with a title. Uh, Maybe not this long, but uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure who I put him with at, at this point. Uh, If it's like a part-time Type, it's got to be part time. Uh, There's no way he's doing the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to like figure out how they would play that on TV. I, I, do it I could totally first. see. Yeah, yeah, that would. He is currently that would make the with, most sense. Yeah, hold on, I'm about to yell again. Sin Cara is who Andrade Cien Almas got called up to feud with after nice. main eventing back to back NXT pay per views, putting on mm. five star matches. Literally killing Johnny Gargano. It's not not the proper use of the word literal, but it felt like he killed Johnny Gargano. <laughs> and now he is uh, appearing sporadically on the B show. Yeah, that's probably uh, why he slipped my mind. Yeah, not great. I, I don't think I saw him this week. I don't think he was there again this week either. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that would actually that that would definitely bring him into the spotlight, and uh, you know, hopefully justify them calling him up on the SmackDown brand because if you can't find something for him. Like, I guess you got to rely on a part timer, but maybe that's what they've been waiting for. So they don't get him involved. Like, here's the thing, though. I I never like when people and I just did this, but when they're just like, OK, maybe they're biding time, waiting for something to happen before a feud. But like you could easily just have a one month feud and you know, have them on TV every week, build a feud, have a pay-per-view match and then move on. It seems like they don't want to do that anymore. They always want to drag things out. Things have to be longer than a month, which I appreciate to a degree because, you know, people just don't get, you know, mad at people and wrestle once and then move on, you know, wrestling. That's just not really how it, how it goes. But, uh, you know, Almas and Mysterio would probably be the best thing they could possibly do if he does uh, come back. 
Yeah, he's there. I mean, I don't remember. Has he ever worked with AJ Styles? Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't think he has. I could yeah, because he it doesn't ring a bell. It um, maybe would have had it been in Japan, maybe, or Mexico, but. Killian Dane not, is on the list for me. I think those two could have a really fun match because Killian's like Ooh. a sneaky, athletic dude. And I yeah. think those two would actually have some really good matches together. Um, the New Day. Uh, That'd be you, interesting. Like if you just did like Kofi or Biggie or yeah. Xavier Woods, like I think there's a way of putting on some good stuff there. Shinsuke obviously would be a dream match. Uh, yeah. I think those two would be really fun together. Um, two legends in their own right. I think that's an easy story to tell. And then um, The Miz, obviously being the last one that I would like to see those two work together at this point. Yeah, The Miz, the Miz was you know on my radar but uh i like that you know, i don't know how much he would have to... I, I just can't i guess he's just <laughs> felt like a smackdown superstar for like 23 years so him yeah, being on yeah, raw when he... even when he was the only thing i remember yeah. about Rey mysterio and raw was when he held the championship for like an hour and a half and then lost <laughs> at the end of the night to john cena yeah 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 you know, the funny thing is i watched uh, some of that a few months ago and totally forgot about that night was but it as bad I, I just... as i remember or has it aged well <laughs> Uh, you know, I can't answer that because I didn't watch the whole show. Okay. Uh, I just watched kind of the ending because uh, I wanted to see. I think that's the same show where CM Punk came back and uh, confronted Cena yeah. in the ring. So and they held the belts uh, up to, against each other. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that was the main reason why I put that on. I totally forgot Mysterio won earlier in the night, and I was for some reason I just thought it was like a vacant title, and Mysterio and Cena fought in the main event, and. Uh, yeah, so it it was interesting, I guess, but uh, yeah, there you go. Um, you know what's weird though? Another thing when I was thinking about Rey Mysterio and just doing my fantasy booking was like, you know what? I really want to see him work two hundred five live guys like Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, who by the way is the shoe in for my most surprising underrated wrestler of the year yeah just yeah. unbelievable work this guy's mm-hmm. put on on 205 live he's got like they gave him the ball and they were expecting like um some i don't know like tevin coleman-esque uh rushing ability where you're like ah, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens he's a complimentary guy no he's the guy he's yeah. on bell yeah. 205 live he does stuff where you're like oh my god how does yeah. he do this how is he this good um I would love to see those guys work. I would love to see him work. I mean, even like TJP and other guys like that, I just think um, Mysterio would be really fun on 205 Live and obviously Hideo Itami and stuff like that. But I think it would be a gigantic waste to put Mysterio on 205 Live. So can he work both shows? Maybe he can be like the um, uh, the John Cena thing where he can work wherever he wants to work. I'm not going to call it a free agent because that's not what a free agent is. And I've ran on this podcast on several (laughs) different occasions that the company does not understand what a free agent actually is because that means you're not signed to anyone. So you would not be able to appear on any shows. That does not mean you can appear on every show. That is a, (laughs) that's not how that works. That means you have a two way contract where you can appear on both shows. You still have a contract, but if you are unsigned and you are a free agent in sports, it's not like you get to play for every NFL team. If you are an unsigned quarterback, that's not how it works. (laughs) Pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when they don't make sense. It's so I, it's, dumb. Ma- it makes Google. me feel stupid. I just uh, Ryan Ward, Road Dog, Michael Hayes, Triple H, whoever. If you're listening, just text me before you come up with these catchphrases. <laughs> Ask me if your sport references are correct before you start branding them across the board. <laughs> That'd be great. Just text me. We'll talk. I'll clear it all up for you. It'll be fine. Do your due diligence. Just a little bit. Just a little. That's all I ask. Just a little bit. Um, Randy Orton wished him a happy 619 day on Twitter, which warmed my heart because I miss Randy. He's away. Uh. Some injury stuff. And those two, um, I grew up with those guys. Uh, and I miss Randy mm. Orton. So, uh, last thing. In the maybe, maybe he'll return and they be interesting. Be, yeah. He can like they can do like a little oh we were we used to run this place and then Randy Orton hits Mysterio with an RKO nowhere. <laughs> yeah. and then we get and they'll headline the next pay per view. Hey, I mean that would be better than Roman Reigns versus whoever. Um, <laughs> last Tim thing, and then we'll go. Do you think Rey Mysterio, <laughs> if he does return, gets a WWE title run? I don't. Okay, but I, I would agree. I would, lo- I would like him to, but I don't think they would do that. No, I don't either. 
Um, all right, Nick Bacone, is there anything down the pipeline this week that we should check out outside of the Sixers potentially trading Markel Fultz tonight? We're recording oh, this on a Thursday yes. night, right before the draft, and yeah. um, I'm losing my mind over Luka Doncic <laughs> possibly I'm going fu- to the Atlanta Hawks. I'm a false believer, so I hope. Are I you? hope uh, yeah, okay. I hope they don't. That's, uh, that's sweet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah, we have some draft coverage at phillyinfluencer.com, so uh, you can check that out throughout uh, Nat, from when you're listening to this podcast throughout the weekend, uh, we'll probably be updating it. Uh, and then we have the fly, the NHL drafts and a lot of Flyers right. coverage uh, tomorrow or the Flyers Friday. Might trade so. for Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, uh, the Sabers. Oh, wow. uh, I hope they're not. shopping him, and uh, oh, we know that uh, Simmons I, is getting moved, right? Like they're finally moving on. Yeah, they're they're, they, next year. they're you know rumors about him moving, uh, mostly salary cap stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, if they like, it turns I have out a hard cap makes faith. things difficult. Yeah, yeah, and I have faith in like my general managers in Philly to to you know ever since the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I have this just like automatic love for. I was like, hey, like you guys know what you're doing. I've got some bad uh, news. Sometimes, the Sixers sometimes don't it, have a general manager right now because he <laughs> uh, is Brett Brown. texting uh, with. Uh, well, is it Brett Brown? Uh, is he just running the te- interim? Interim, yeah. Doesn't Malik Rose have a strong position in the front office now too? Uh, I I think so, but I would I would. Who was the they, Sixers assistant GM? They named Brown uh, interim GM. I don't know who the assistant GM is off the top of my head, but it is. Uh, I know I like Brown making the decision because he's the coach and like he could probably <laughs> think better than our old general manager who had five burner accounts. And, yeah, allegedly. Ooh, We're throwing allegedly <laughs> out in front of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, he admitted to one. Well, but you know it's not, not alleged that he threw his wife under the bus in a statement. Uh, yes, that was the did. worst moment of all of it, by yes, the way. He did. That yeah. got really under the radar, but I encourage everybody to read his statement because you're like, wow, unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought the same thing. And that was, you know, when that dropped, that was a huge story here in Philly. And uh, for, for a week, over a week, and then the Sixers finally made their decision to, uh, you know, it was their decision, but they wanted, I guess, to paint it. Uh, well for him in case he wants another job in the NBA, but I don't know if that'll happen. But yeah, those were that was a fun week just trying to get to the bottom of everything. Six, Sixers Twitter, uh, we like to refer to <laughs> our uh, local teams and, and their own Twitter communities. Sixers Twitter was pretty uh, investigative in this whole thing, and they they actually helped. Uh, I think it was the next day after the Ringer story, they actually helped. Uh, figure out that it might have been his wife that was making these accounts yeah because of uh the contact info so twitter comes for us all uh, at some point yeah what do we learn never yeah. tweet exactly never tweet folks so follow me at nick Bacone. but yes twitter. follow nick but don't tweet at nick there you go just follow yeah, him, don't screen listen to don't you. screenshot any of my tweets either yeah that goes for me too um <laughs> nick Bacone, we can find you at nick Bacone. we can read you at phillyinfluencer.com we can listen to you on the straight shooters podcast with bon yep. johnson every week so nick we will talk again soon my friend all right man thanks for having me on appreciate it